Welcome back to another episode of Psychocinematic. Today I'm covering the movie Significant Other, directed by Robert Olson, and as always, spoilers ahead. So before we get into the discussion of the movie, if you've watched this podcast before, then you would know that these three movie posters behind me are new. And I want to take a second to shout out the artist of this one right here, which is the Us movie poster that he artistically did up. His name is Danny Schlitz. You can find him on Instagram at Danny Schlitz. Thank you very much, Danny. And then over here, we've got Fresh. I did this one. And then over here is Barbarian. And I just took the original Barbarian poster and changed the title to Yellow so they all match. I think these three films really sum up my taste in movies. All right, so this movie starts off with a meteor falling towards the area where they're going to be hiking at. And I wasn't pumped on this because that's a very first shot. And I pulled up the synopsis before I watched the movie. I didn't even read all the synopsis. I just saw sci-fi horror thriller and I was like, perfect, I am in. But the fact that they showed the meteor right in the beginning made me really worried that there wasn't going to be any mystery involved. And boy, was I wrong. This movie's crazy. So then we see this deer with one antler. And I looked this up because I felt like it probably had some sort of significance. And they call this a spike on one side deer. And having only one antler is commonly stemmed from injury at a younger age. But I felt like they were using this as symbolism to show the duality. So yes, this is a deer, but when it's consumed by the alien and it then changes into it, it is representative of a deer vessel that is just being piloted by an alien. So when Harry and Ruth are driving out to the trail, the song that is playing that Harry turns up is called Day After Day by Badfinger. And I looked it up really quick because I had a feeling that had significance too. And holy crap does it. This is crazy. First of all, the lyrics are spot on. I'll read you some right now. I remember finding out about you. Every day my mind is all around you. So that immediately sounds like, you know, the fact that this alien is the scout, finds out about you. Every day my mind is all around you. Like it's consuming you. And I am you now, but your mind is my mind now. Bring it home, baby. Make it soon. This alien literally tries to get Ruth to come with him back home because the rest of his clicks come to mess up Earth. I remember holding you while you sleep. Every day I feel the tears that you weep. It literally is feeling the emotions of humans. I give my love to you. Come on. That is so spot on. And then this part. Holy crap. The band's name is Badfinger. The alien literally has this knife that's like 18 inches long hanging out of its finger. And so to me, that's, that's a bad finger if I've ever seen one. So I just, my mind was blown when I was looking into that. <sighs> and now we see the title sequence when it's got a significant other and the other is kind of shaped like an eight and then the rings come and one basically consumes the other. And I immediately wrote down, could this be a sign of foreshadowing of assimilation that's coming? And I was kind of correct. It is literally consuming people and then walking amongst us, kind of like the thing. Now, when Harry and Ruth get lunch before they head out to the trail, the little boy says, did you see the red star come down? It's interesting, but it kind of feels unnecessary since the boy or that place is not really referenced again in the movie. And so it kind of felt like, well, we all saw it. You don't really need to say it again. Ruth is scared to do the trail and Harry's done it four times. And then there's a bunch of foreshadowing of, oh, you won't regret going on this trail. And then she's like, you're going to regret it. That's just setting the ball for them to spike it later. Something that I thought was a little weird or maybe just unclear to me 
When Harry proposes to Ruth, he says how six years ago he didn't know what he wanted, but now he knows he loves her and proposes. But they were just talking about his first kiss. Like, if you guys, maybe maybe they didn't start dating six years ago. Maybe they just met each other. Or maybe, you know, he's just saying six years ago. But, you know, if you've been together for six years, I would assume that you would have talked about your first kiss at least within the first year. I felt like that was a little strange. So I had a feeling that something was up with Ruth because I felt like she was just really melancholy and depressed. And then it, that's confirmed when she goes to run and jump off the cliff after getting the proposal and then takes a pill and she's all good. So after having his proposal crash and burn, the next morning, Harry goes for a walk to clear his head, which inevitably gets him killed. I wrote down really quick too that I love the color grade of this movie. It looks very nice for the dark and gloomy and moody feeling that is being given off throughout the entire film. It looks beautiful. At one point, Harry calls Ruth a disgusting monster, and I thought that was going to be foreshadowing for she was going to be the first one turned into an alien, and I was wrong. I mean, it happened later, but gosh, I this movie tricked me so hard. It's it's not even funny. I call bullshit when Ruth sees the cave, and yeah, she sees something glowing in there, but you're really going to walk into a cave by yourself when you already saw this deer and were questioning what could have done it to them and that there's a monster out there. There's probably bears. So why would you freaking do I, I just like I can't get over that. And I mean, it kind of ended up saving her because she then finds out the truth that Harry is covered in this alien tar cocoon up in the corner of the cave. But I will say I was not a fan of the editing when she turns around her shoulder and yells and they edit in the crow sound because they're transitioning to the next scene with a crow. I thought that was really goofy and it was just not my taste. So now Ruth is standing by herself in the forest and then the alien Harry, who we don't know is the alien Harry yet, goes up to her and is kind of taken aback and, you know, like hesitant with her behavior. And at this point, you know, the audience thinks that she is now an alien and including me at this point. And it's funny because I still wrote down, I don't know why he's taken aback by it because she's still acting as dull as ever. Like she, she's being the exact same. And it's funny because she's not a freaking alien. She still is the same dull, sad, depressed woman. Just sad. So a little bit later, we've got a night scene and I can't remember which character it is holding up a lantern, but I just wrote down, can we talk about how useless lanterns are? Because they have this 360 degree illumination, you get blinded while using it. But I will say it's perfect for a movie because not only is it casting light out and about, but it's illuminating the character holding it. So win-win for a movie, but that's a loss for you when you're using it. So it was around this time that I'm just not really impressed with the movie. I wrote down so far there's been three attempts at jump scares and they've all been predictable, didn't even jump in the slightest. And it's funny because this movie is like they're intentionally disguising themselves as being this normal movie. And then they're waiting for the perfect unveiling of this wild twist. And I fucking love that. Now when Ruth is sitting at camp with Harry, fully aware that he's not Harry anymore. 
they have this split diopter scene. If you're not a filmmaker, that's basically where you have a piece of glass on like half the lens that will enable you to focus perfectly on the person who's really close to the scene. And then the other half of the lens is focused on the person in the background. And it creates a super cool look. But with this, I, I, I thought it was perfect because they're tricking you with subliminal symbolism. You know, only half her face is in the frame making it feel like that she's not herself anymore. She's just the vessel for the alien. But God, it's still just a giant subliminal trick. It's so good. I'm getting chills talking about it. Ah, Ruth says to Harry that, you know, she's come around to the idea of marriage and she wants the proposal to happen again, but back up on the cliff as if nothing happened. And at this point, I still think this is an alien. And I wrote down, I was like, this alien wants to be proposed to like the real classy bitch that it is. And I, I was just like, what is the alien's game? Does it really need this man to get down on one knee to kill him? And as a, why, why can't you do it here? Like, are, are you going to just throw him off the cliff? I mean, it, that did happen, but not because she was an alien. All right. Another part of this movie that I'm not too fond of, she knees him in the balls and throws him off the cliff when he goes to propose. And it's so very clear that it is CGI. And you know, if, if you can't show it really well or do it practically, then just don't show it is is my thing and the movie right here that i have yep right there on my wall barbarian they did the same thing too when they jumped off of the water tower at the end sorry if you haven't seen it yet um they it just has this corny look to it and i was ugh, immediately taken out of the story when i saw that and was just a little bummed about that but now knowing that harry is the alien when they have their kiss after she says yes from the proposal, he says something along the lines of, wow, I've never felt anything like this before. This is the best thing I've ever felt before. It's because it's an alien. I mean, yes, it's an exciting point in anyone's life to, you know, hear your significant other say yes, but that is so cool. It's all about these little details. So after she throws him off the cliff, I was really mad at this point. I wrote down, why? Why throw him off the cliff? I don't get it. That's my only question is why. It's really bad unless they have a good reason. And then I added to my notes after the movie. They did. So good. I'm sorry. You're going to hear me say so good after everything now. Now, here's the thing. When she goes running through the forest or whatever, she hits her head. And then the other two campers find her. The thing that scared me the most up to this point was when the one of the campers puts the knife into the wood or something. I actually jumped. And this is another testament to like, it felt like they were disguising themselves as a bland movie. And then now they're like, no, we're actually pushing boundaries and trying out new things. And now we've got you on edge. And it gets so much worse when you see Harry basically storming out of a pitch black forest. And you're like, what the fuck? Ah! Oh my God. So we then learned that the alien embodies the emotions of the vessel that is taken over and it's never felt love before and it's realizing it can't kill Ruth because it loves Ruth. And this is arguably more scary. If an alien loves you and it's just chasing you down through the forest because it's so passionate about you, it just it doesn't want to just kill you. That's scary. 
there's this weird, quirky energy when he's trying to kill her. And he's just he keeps saying, what the fuck's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? And he keeps pulling out the knife to then, you know, like get her. But he can't. It was so weird. But he, and then he starts monologuing, you know, like talking about how he is a scout that, you know, is coming here before everyone else to, to report back. And then more like him are going to come back and basically destroy Earth. Now, I will say this, too. A couple days ago, I was listening to Steve-O's podcast, the episode with Tom DeLong, who is a big proponent of UFOs. And he was talking about how the alien abductions that go on could potentially be that these creatures who exhibit no emotion are trying to figure out what this emotion is and harness it. That's that's kind of like what's happening here now that he's got a taste of what these emotions are like. He doesn't want to be anything but a human. And he says that only humans feel love. I did write down, why did he even propose again? Because it didn't seem like he understood the fact that he loved her at this point. And so I was wondering, you know, maybe it's just so he could blend in until he gets back to society and then assimilate a little better to then get more information to then report back to the rest of his race. So the alien is telling Ruth, run away with me. Oh, yeah. And look at my sick whip. It's this dope UFO that's just been hidden right here. And I got to say, the UFO looks really good. They did great on that. Ruth is eyeing the knife, and I can't help but think about how Harry had said to her earlier, you know, the knife's not going to do much, and she plunges it into his heart, and, you know, he starts bleeding, and sure enough, it doesn't do much, but set the bait for this on-call shark in the water, which I was calling as she was going out into the water. She's a surfer, so she's comfortable in the water, but uh, it's so dumb that the shark comes out of nowhere like just instantly and jacks this alien that's so frustrating you know like i think this movie would be a whole lot better without that part and just come up with some other way of her getting away from him right there on the beach the shark did not look good either but i do gotta say face an alien or a shark that's tough and potentially both. What if, what if the shark jacked her and then you got the alien fighting over her? Oh, God. That's rough. Now, I did call it early that the panic attacks would be the death of the alien when she wakes up and she's being consumed by the alien since clearly the love is not reciprocated. So now he's going to take her over. And earlier in the movie, Harry was telling Ruth that the best way to perform at your highest is to be just slightly above E when it comes to food. But she was slightly above E this entire time on this trip when it comes to her pills. She brought just enough pills to last the entire trip. And clearly she's there too long. And so now she's out of pills. And that ended up saving her and biting the alien in the butt. Now, a good and a bad effect I want to touch on as well is after she bashes the alien's skull and it starts regenerating some of the flesh, that looks really good. And then earlier when Harry cuts off one of the hiker's hands, 
that looked stupid. It looked really fake. It looked like a Halloween prop, unfortunately. So I'm guessing the movie didn't have a big enough budget for the visual effects and the CGI to spend the necessary time on every single effect, but they did clearly prioritize certain effects, and those effects looked awesome. Ruth makes it back to the vehicle, and <laughs> I jumped so hard when the truck flies by. Just another testament to this, this movie can get me. I feel like the first three jump scares, they were just playing me a fool, pretending like they didn't have all of this up their sleeve. So Ruth is driving away and the radio distorts. And of course it's her as an alien again, because you can't freaking kill these things for some reason. And you know, just saying like, oh, you, sh you should know better. I am you, I know everything about you. And you're not gonna like what's to come. Then you see all the meteors coming down and it's like, oh my goodness, that, oh, it's so good. And just what a, what a defeating moment that would be. I mean, at that point, it's kind of like, should you not even run anymore? Like, do you just off yourself in order to avoid what these aliens might do to you? Ah, I don't even know. That just sounds awful. Is the Oregon coast the only place that they're going to land or are they landing all over the world? We don't know. All right. Now for the joke moral of the story, which I know, I'm sorry, it's, it's dark. They say that Something that would unite the world is if there was an alien invasion so that all the countries would stop fighting each other and we all just band together and we take down our common enemy so the human race rallies together. But really, apparently, what we should be doing is stockpiling an arsenal of people suffering from depression because that's our only chance at even just buying time to survive in an alien invasion. <laughs> Gosh dang it. All right, now time for the review. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it 73% and the audience gave it 61%. Now, my review was originally six out of 10, so 60%, but after going through my notes this morning and uncovering more meaning and symbolism, I bumped it up to an eight out of 10, so 80%. But I will say, in terms of the risk-taking and overall enjoyment that I had watching this movie, I would give it a 10 out of 10 in that department because this was a fun movie and I loved loved most of the directions they decided to take. This movie was like you're riding Space Mountain in Disneyland for the hundredth time and when you get to the top of the big drop, they flip on all the lights and it turns out you're at the top of a giant roller coaster like the Medusa from Six Flags and everything you thought you knew is out the window and now you're about to go on the ride of your life. So that's all I have for you guys today on Significant Other. Please let me know down in the comments what you thought about this movie. I don't know if I've ever been this excited about any of the movies I've covered on here. I think there could be some great discussions down in the comments. I'm sure some of you are going to absolutely hate this movie, but some of you might love it like me. So let me know. Thank you for watching this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave me a thumbs up and then don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll see you in the next one.